This is CliffCentral.com. Yeah, welcome to it. It's another Thursday morning, and my name is Timisha Masha, and of course, you're listening to Black Life. I'm in the studio today with some very exciting guests, so don't go anywhere. If you're a new baby daddy or a new baby mommy or thinking about it, you might want to stick around because the laws have changed uh, over the past couple of years in terms of what you must and must not do when you have a baby under four years old in the car. So we're going to be talking about car seats as well as prams, as well as other baby things. And of course, uh, my other guest in the studio today is Kotesh uh, Sunderson, and we're going to be talking about business in general. So yeah, man, stick around. It's black life. Uh, I'm going to introduce my guests a little bit later. But before I go there, I hope you're having a wonderful week. A lot of things have happened this week. Um, big news. Tokyo Sohuale might actually end up being the next FIFA president. Um, I'm not sure. Do you think he's going to do a better job than Sepp Blatter? Um, do you think there will be less corruption with him in charge? Well, I'd like to think so. I think Tokyo's a really, I like him. He's a great guy. And if he's listening, uh, I know he's a billionaire. So if you can pass me some of that money, uh, I'll say more nice things about him. But anything can happen because although he is, uh, you know, not part of FIFA just yet, he has been put up as an official candidate for the FIFA elections that are happening in Europe um, soon, 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 I'm sure. And uh, some of the other things that, that have happened uh, this week is, this past weekend anyway, is that Casper Nyovest actually filled up the dome. If you were there, I must tell you, I had serious FOMO. I had to be at another function, so I couldn't make it. But from what I saw on social media, it looked like it was a ball. Uh, I noticed that actually uh, Figilem Balula as well as Julius Malema were in the same picture together, ra- well, dressed as hip-hop artists, which is which is great. I think it's a great change because usually uh, Julius is wearing, uh, you know, Garden Boy or whatever you might call it. I don't know if Garden Boy is the right word anymore. But, you know, he's always wearing those outfits, those red outfits. And this time he was actually looking like his age, which which was cool. And, and it was nice to see the two of them together in the same picture, not fighting about anything. You know, they used to actually hang out a lot. So they're, they're still boys, I'm sure. Uh, after the show, they went out for a couple of drinks. And who knows, maybe uh, they met somebody there knowing... Uh, what did he call him? Uh, the minister of sports. He called himself something like, uh, call me, uh, minister fix, not minister fix in Balula, but he had some rap name or something like that, you know? Yeah, don't forget, this is cliffcentral.com. There you go. Well, we're still at it. We're going to be at it, uh, until 12 o'clock. As I said, I have got some very, very interesting guests. So you don't, you don't want to go anywhere. I mean, just because you don't have a baby just yet, that doesn't mean that you mustn't stick around and listen to what we're going to talk about when it comes to babies. Uh, and also we're going to have, be talking about, um, business as well and what you need to know. Some of the, th- you know, everyone wants to start a business. There's this whole drive right now in South Africa that, that says, forget about employment, go out there and start a business, which is a good idea because we need more people starting businesses so we can create more jobs. Um, and if you are interested in starting a business, well, you shouldn't go anywhere. You should be listening to Black Life today. Also, Black Coffee has gone platinum. His new album, Pieces of Me, has been certified platinum. There you go. He was a studio guest not so long ago. Um, just two weeks ago, he was on gold. And now he has been certified platinum. If you haven't got it yet, yo, go and get it. Because, you know, I- I'm just saying he is probably going to be nominated for a grammy and i really hope that he wins but let's get to the topic of the day how are you guys doing in the studio with me i've got dr 
Tahira Mukadam from Green Dot Baby. How are you doing? Oh, hang on a second. Let me make sure that you're actually with us. How are you doing? Let me start. Let me try that again. How are you doing? Fine, thanks. Ah, good. Um, good to see you this morning. Uh, we're going to be talking a whole bunch of things baby related. And of course, I've got Kritesh Sanderson, who also, um, has couple of babies too <laughs> yes i have two two kids you have no, not babies anymore not babies anymore right absolutely but not. you've been through that whole thing absolutely in fact you were also in the baby industry once upon a time yes i was yeah so um i suppose we'll get to this later but uh when my wife had uh, our two kids and uh, was looking around for something to do uh came up with something in the baby industry which uh, i think it's fairly common when you have a baby because yeah. that's the products you're focusing on I, I must say when when i had a baby i wanted it was the first time i was introduced to all these amazing things that are out there for babies uh, that's where i met tahira of course at the baby expo uh this past year and i was just surprised to hear by how much stuff there is out there for babies and for first time parents you might end up overbuying you know but today we're focusing on on safety and of course the legislation that has come out has been around for some time now, but the legislation says you have to have a child under four years old in a car seat, under three. Under three, yes. In South Africa, um, we've been a little bit late with our car safety regulations compared to the rest of the international community. Mm-hmm. Um, the legislation now requires children under three years to be in a car seat. Um, so you can be fined if you found with your child not, not in a car seat. Because I see that a lot actually on the road. There, there, there are people out there who just have their kids actually even standing up in the middle of the two front seats. Um, and sometimes even standing up in the front seat. I think that's just crazy. It is. Well, they say the children of the 70s are lucky to be alive. Because yeah, I'm a I child think, of the 70s. Yeah. I don't even think we had seatbelts. Eh? <laughs> Me too. I remember the front uh, sitting in the middle of, I don't know if the guys know, the old Mercedes-Benz had a little little yeah. seat that came forward right in the middle of the of the two front seats. Wow. And you, that's what you said, without a seatbelt. Absolutely. I, I remember when I was a baby, um, well, not a baby, but I was I was quite young, and we still had those cars where the front seat was like a bench, more than two separate seats, and you just sat there. And most of the time, either they didn't have seatbelts or they definitely did not have seatbelts in the middle to start with. Definitely. I think we're all children of the 70s, yeah. the fact that we can remember that. <laughs> but now, but, but what's amazing, though, I mean, having said that, I still look around a lot of times when I'm driving around. In my neighborhood, I see people with kids that are standing up while, while somebody's driving. It's, um, it's, it's, it's very unbelievable that people are still doing Ma- that. Matter of fact, I've even seen people who, who have their kids in the front driving with yeah. them. On, on a public road, right? Absolutely. Oh, it, it irks me. But, you yeah. know, with this legislation, what does it actually mean? In terms of for, for the con- for, for the normal person out there For the normal person I think, you know, uh, to put things into perspective There's weight regulations regarding your car seats So the first uh, car seat that you would require Is called a group zero car seat And that's from birth to 13 kilos um, And it usually comes together with a travel system Or it can be bought separately Okay um, there's also regulation requiring rear-facing and forward-facing. Oh, yeah. That's that's a very important one right there because I want to stop you there. Uh, um, in terms of exactly what does that mean? Okay. So, basically, what it means is that your child should be looking at your back seat or your okay. back uh, window, if, yeah. you'd, if you'd put it that way, uh, until they're four years, if you can. Mm, mm, so, mm. Uh, Why is that so important? 
it's so important because of the impact in an accident. Mm-hmm. So what it shows is that if a child is forward facing, meaning looking out through the windscreen, mm-hmm. when that impact occurs, the neck actually moves forward and it, you know, you run the risk of snapping the neck, which is immediate death. Yeah. And uh, there's no support for the child's neck. Mm. Whereas if they rear facing, that impact is not as yeah. Um, so the baby's head basically fatal. inertia goes into the seat as opposed to just going forward and hoping yes. that they'll be stopped at some point. Yes, I've seen people also having car seats like that, the rear facing ones in the front seat. Is is that okay or is that actually not allowed? It's actually not safe, especially if your airbags are still activated. Yes, so. If you have your car seat in the front, your airbag should be inactivated. The other thing is that essentially your child shouldn't be in the front seat. Okay. So (laughs) if you have a two-seater... I guess a Porsche Boxster is just pointless. It's not, not going to work so easily. <laughs> no, 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 definitely not. Well, you know, your the life of your child is valuable. Mm. You know, it's a small price to pay if you I look at so. it in the greater scheme of things. I think maybe it's time to like, you know, to upgrade to that or to downgrade, whichever way you look at it, <laughs> if you've got that two-seater sports car to a family sedan or hopefully an SUV, right? Yeah, uh, SUV is nice. <laughs> <laughs> but now here's the thing. Uh, a lot of people go out there and... There's there's so much to buy. I mean, even when I was um, at the baby expo, I noticed that there's there's a whole range now. There's 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 car seats that range anything from you know your regular run of the mill in the early thousands, and then they go all the way up to sometimes forty fifty thousand. What 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 should we look out for when we buy a car seat? Okay, so you're looking at quality, and mm-hmm. quality sometimes costs. Okay, so you know you can get an average car seat. You've got to look. Sort of at safety ratings How has it been tested Uh, Are the testing facilities Internationally You know Complying with legal standards Or legislation So um, uh, Generally There's a new concept Called the Isofix concept Mm -hmm. Which offers added safety So with most of your seatbelts Traditionally They've been used with uh, with uh, with seat belts, so your car yeah. seats have been used with seat belts. Yeah, you strap the car seat into the into seat belt, the, basically. Yes. So now there's an Isofix base, which mm. there are two adapters in the back of most cars. Yes, uh, most cars have, actually have that Isofix uh, thing in the back the, that the I didn't adapt- even know about until I had a baby myself. Yes. So if you put your fingers into the back of your seat, there's two little clips that you feel and mm-hmm. your isofix base actually clips into that. So what that means is that there's a fixed base for your car seat to fit on that's attached to the car. So in the case of a collision, uh, you know, there's added safety because the seat belt sometimes is not as rigid as you would like it yeah. to be. And you're going to be hoping that those pretensioners actually work like the manufacturer said they did. And, and, and if VW's recent, um, case with, uh, the, uh, is it the, 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 the emissions, emissions yes. is anything to go by. Don't believe everything that was written <laughs> in that marketing, uh, poster or, or print ad, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, so basically, you know, Isofix is not compulsory in South Africa, but internationally there's a new legislation called iSize. So one of the components of iSize is that it has to be Isofix compliant, okay. meaning that you have to have the base. Um, thereafter, it also goes on to stipulate that the child should be rear-facing until they're four years old. Mm. So it says rear-facing is safer for longer. Okay. And I size, in, you know, equates to Isofix essentially. 
Um, but, you know, we had a list of what we needed when we wanted to go look for these car seats. Um, because I noticed that there's, there's different sizes for different weights. And it's not like you just buy one and one size fits all and your baby yes. will grow into it. You kind of have to go according to their weight or something yes. like that. Yes. So your group zero car seat is from birth to 13 kilos. Mm-hmm. Thereafter, you get a group one. Which is from 13 kilos up to about 18 And then you get a group 2 Which is 18 to about 36 And then you get another car seat From 36 kilos and above Okay. So the question becomes What do I buy? So yeah. you get a car seat that can take you from group 0 To group 2 um, Or group 1 Which is 0 to 18 kilos And, and they go with the stages uh, But in terms of Um Practicality, you know, a lot of people buy a travel system. So your group zero car seat actually fits onto your pram. Okay. So yeah. most people end up buying this travel system and they get the car seat with it. You then need to look, does it have Isofix, an Isofix option or not? Um, and, and sometimes it's about affordability and practicality. So not everybody can afford to buy a booster seat immediately. So once your child is 13 kilos and then you need to get a booster seat, you can make that decision. Okay. Or you can do it right from the outset and say, look, I'm not going to use a group zero car seat. I'm going to buy one car seat that will do everything until they're about 18 kilos. Or you can buy some, some, uh, car seat options which have a universal base, uh, which yes. you can use a group zero and then a and group then one. And then as they two. grow older, you just put a different put a car different seat, car on, seat on. So, okay. you know, there's options on the market, but you've got to have a tick list. Uh, you've got to decide. What, what, would, what would that tick list consist of? Number one would be the quality of the product. Uh, the testing of the product, the reputation of the product internationally. Mm. Um, the third, the fourth thing would be possibly to look at Isofix. Uh, the fifth thing would be to look at iSize compliance, uh, and then move on from there. So if all those tick lists are met, uh, you can say, okay, fine, I think this is a decent car seat to buy. Okay. Uh, nonetheless, some parents say, you know, a car seat is better than no car seat. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, we, we've got challenges in South Africa. I suppose we do because, I mean, we've got a v- variety of, of people earning different incomes, I suppose. Um, and you've got to really spend your last cent, if you can, on your baby because you only have the one. They can't make another one, right? No, they can't. <laughs> they can't be replaced. But Katesh, um, you know, you've been in the, the baby industry and also okay. you've been in many other industries uh, as a businessman. You you run Sun Advisory, which is a business consultancy. Uh, and also you have, uh, I know I've heard a, a number of voter shops as well. Uh, how how, how do, you, do you rate the size of the baby industry in this country? I think as an industry, it's 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 fairly big. I mean, I don't have the figure on on, on what the size is in terms of of rand value, but it is a big industry. I mean, everybody will tell you that there are a couple of thousand uh, babies born every single month. Yeah. So so essentially, what you have is an industry that will continually have customers. So it's not an industry where you where you sold somebody a car and they're going to wait. You know, 10 years, 20 years, and they may never buy another car. In the mm. case of the baby industry, every single year, people are having babies. So so from an attractiveness point of view, you know that there is a market, that there's always going to be three, 4,000 thousand babies born every single year. And as they grow up, um, uh, you know, they will then go into other sort of sort of products. So, so mm. the first year you have babies 
for one or two years if you're if you're in that particular segment, but then they will grow up and become become teenagers. And there's other other products yeah, that yeah, go along yeah, the line. Yeah. But it is an industry that one can safely say that every single year you are going to have potential parents out there who are going to look for products and are going to look for new products. So so as far as an industry is concerned, it is attractive. Mm. And and it's also very emotional. Yes. Most people will will on the first baby tend <laughs> to spend <laughs> exactly will tend to spend a lot more. So True, so if you've got each. something to offer and and it's really good quality and and people are always looking for something new, then I think I think you you definitely will find a customer base out there. Okay, but here's the thing, right? Um, when you are thinking of getting into any industry, including the baby industry, and you think you have something that might be of value that people would want to buy, what are some of the things that you must look out for when you start? At, you know, from I've got this idea, and and I suppose that can go into any industry, not necessarily just only the baby industry. You say you've got an idea. How do you know if it's even viable? Well, the first thing, uh, you know, my my experience, let me go back to my experience, because yeah. I think people entering this particular baby industry, and if you got specific, is normally quite an emotional decision. I see a lot of entrants coming in, people who've just had babies. Uh, they generally had their second child, would then be at home perhaps looking for something other to do other than go back to work or go back to corporate. Yeah. And essentially, there's a lot of moms out there who have started baby shops and, and mm-hmm. have entered this, this market. Mm. Because because at that point, it, uh, you normally go to your husband, what should I do? I've got this great product. And normally, there's a great husband behind there who's able to fund the business. Normally. <laughs> exactly. So he's putting sometimes up, the other way around. Exactly. So he, he's putting up the cash and saying, keep yourself busy. And that's how people enter into this, this, this market. But the first thing is is about the product you're about to to sell now this is an emotional decision because you have may have spotted something that you find is the best thing in the world you love it but the question you really have to ask yourself are you the only one that loves it or is there is are other people with you know with you on this yes, is this exactly. really a nice product or you just like and, this and thing isn't that the thing with any product or any business that you want to go to it's more about who is going to buy it than whether I like it or not, right? Correct. It's, is, is there a, is there a big enough customer base that will that will like the product, or does my product serve a need for a big enough uh, base of customers? Because ultimately, you're not going to be selling to yourself. You're going to be selling to other people who see value in what you're offering, and that's critical because and I think it's one of the mistakes people make all the time. They yeah. literally think, I think this is the greatest looking thing everybody's going to want one i'm going to import this or i'm going to try and sell it and then you realize afterwards that listen there's only like 10 people in the room that potentially like this <laughs> thing that i thought was yeah, the best thing me in the and world. my friends but then how do you how do you get around like trying to figure out what it is that might work in in any given market or industry i mean we're specifically talking about the baby industry right now but in any industry what what are is there a checklist to see if this actually might be viable for a particular market or do you just hope no no i i i do believe everybody in, is going to enter any kind of business has to be an optimist that, that essentially, like that. Like I'm going to be able to sell like this. They've that. got to start with that point of view in the back of your mind. But there's some indicators that are clear. So, for example, if, if a product has done well overseas and people are buying it, there is definitely a need. The question then is to say, well, how come people overseas are buying this? Are there, are there, are there similar groups of people that are buying it somewhere else that are in my context? So, for example, hmm. you could see a great – and I, I've, I'm speaking from experience. You see a great product overseas – 
people are buying it. But then yeah. this was you, when you were in the baby industry, correct, right? You, correct. You sold baby blankets for some my, time. My wife got into the to the, to the business and sold uh, Taggy's baby blankets originally, okay. and we we imported that. So we we had to make a call, and this is how we really made the decision. We said. Well, is this product is an international product? Are we happy with the quality? Is there a use? Is there a need for this this product? And do we feel that there is uh, mothers out there in in South Africa who would understand what this product is and would would be able to use it? That was the first thing. The second bit of analysis we would have done would have said, okay, if we had it, how would we enter this market? Let's let's have a look at the industry. Let's have a look at who is which retailers are out there. And we knew there were a few big ones, and then we knew there was a whole lot of small smaller uh, individually owned baby stores. And you make some assumptions. You assume uh, I would be able to reach those, or we would be able to reach those. So that's that's how we initially said. But there was no hard and fast answer. So we did some research. So mm-hmm. we said, okay, listen, the clever thing to do is let's do some research. Let's get the product. Let's go out there and meet some of these owners, and let's have a discussion with them, show them the product and say, what do you think? Do you think your customers could buy this? Mm, okay, okay? And, you, and you need to go out there and have this conversation. Yeah, yeah. But here's the thing. We saw 10 different individual owners of businesses. Huh. Five said yes and five said no. Now what do you do? You got, yeah, you know. so, so, so conducting the same your, conversion rate. Correct. So, Hi, BC. <laughs> so so, uh, so even, even though you're out there and you're doing all your market research, you get people who will say, no, it won't do, and people who say, yes, it will. Yes. And I think if you talk to your family, they always try and protect you, your friends, and say, you know, maybe you shouldn't try this. It's a big investment. And, and they generally are looking at it from an emotional point of view, and they don't really yeah. see a value in selling. So yeah. we then said, okay. Now we've got this 50-50 scenario where some people said they love it. Some people say it's never going to work. What are we going to do? So we worked out how much is it going to cost us to potentially import the first shipment. And we said to ourselves, if I'm investing X amount of money and we didn't make it, would I be prepared to lose that mm-hmm. and walk away <laughs> from that business? And be okay. And, and be okay. <laughs> and, and that's when you say, okay. Well, let's make this decision because I understand the exit. If, if for example, the supplier of, the, of, of whatever you're trying to sell says, I want a contract and you've got to buy seven containers a month and you work that out and you say, well, if we don't do well with these seven containers, I am literally dead. Mm. <laughs> then I think the, the decision is quite clear. Don't do it. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm going to go back to you, Tahira, because um, you, know, you spoke about something that was really important um, that you just mentioned in passing, which was a travel system. Now, for the average consumer out there, they want something that it's actually going to be as as much as possible all in one you know yes. um what 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 do you look out for when you're trying to buy a travel system a baby seat that will obviously attach to a pram right well that's not just the be all and end all of it so a travel system essentially means you buy a pram or push chair mm-hmm. and then you can interchange your car seat on the pram so it makes it easy because now, you know, even if you travel to Cape Town or Durban or you're just going to warm baths for the weekend, you need to have your car seat. So in the first, you know, four to six months, the baby sleeps predominantly for most of the day. Uh, and so your car seat becomes an integral part of your daily living. Um, 
So when you're buying your pram, you want something that you can use on there. If your baby's sleeping in the car, you easily remove your car seat from the car and you can clip it on without having to physically remove, remove your baby, baby yeah. ah. you know, from the pram. Okay. Mm. Yeah. So that's why uh, a travel system is appealing to a lot of uh, new parents. Um, the Isofix base doesn't always come with the travel system, so that's something you'd have to look at at a later stage. And then when you're choosing your pram or your travel system, you need to look at the practicality of the product that you're buying. Does it suit your lifestyle? Um, you know, do you want yeah. something? Are you going to be running with the pram or are you just going to be walking through the mall, right? Yes. Mm. Yeah. So basically, you know, uh, at the moment, there's such a variety of prams on, on the market and you can get everything from a small little buggy, uh, to something that's big, like a, a four by four. Mm. Essentially, if you want to compare, dads always love that comparison. Yeah, like, you know, suspension you want... systems and everything. Yeah. So, you know, the wheels have suspension. If you're a runner, you can run with it. Some of them actually have lights. Um, some, yes, they charge as you run. So there's lots of fun gadgety prams and then there's the practical, I need a pram. They all do the same thing. The child sits in it and I push it. Mm. You know, then you go on to look at rear facing and forward facing. Yeah. Uh, there's a new concept about, you know, um, contact with the child. So, you know, the baby needs to see the mum. So you yeah. need to have an interchangeable seat, yeah. meaning mm. that it needs to face you and then it needs to face the world. But that's costly though. Not no. necessarily. It's just a clip, right? Yeah. So basically, the actual seat on your pram yeah. clips off, and then you can face it the other way. I'll I'll tell you why from personal experience. So um, yeah, you had we a baby. Got, yeah, yeah. <laughs> before you, before you, yeah, yeah. Can I just put it out there? But what did you learn? Sure. What did you learn? So that makes me you didn't a teach me senior a thing. dad. You didn't teach me a thing. Go on. That's why you went and bought the whole of Mr. Price home no, and all these Edgars. <laughs> uh, not Mr. Price or Edgars. It was all boutique. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Um. The 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 one experience that I had was um, you know. A friend of ours at a baby shower bought us these interchangeable um, prams. Yes. Now, we went and costed that thing because we weren't happy with the color and blah, blah, blah. You know, women want their specifics. They yes, moms should yeah. choose the prams. Yeah. So so we went there and we costed this thing. And this thing was like eight and a half thousand rand. Mm-hmm. And we thought, jeepers, this is a lot of money for a pram. Yes. And this is like babysitting. And then we went back and... Wifey wasn't happy with this price. So she now took a cheaper version of the pram yes. and she said it does the same thing. And I think that was about two and a half thousand rand, give or okay. take, you know. So in terms of, of, of pricing, why is baby equipment so expensive? And the, it's almost like the more additions you want. Okay, let me ask you a question. Right. What car do you drive? Oh, that's not fair. You want to tell us or should I? You want to say it or should I? Because it's going to come out. It's coming out. I drive a car to get me from point A to point B. A Mercedes to get you from point A to point B. Yeah, but you can buy another brand. That's like, that's the family car. Yeah, look. wife has her own, you have your own. You have his and hers Mercedes. Okay. Uh, Yeah, no, no, no. So, no, no. Back to your question. Right. Why do you drive a Mercedes when you could have bought a cheaper car? I did have a cheaper car. Okay, but it so might why have did Isofix watching McCall's in the seats if it's cheaper, isn't it? No, funny <laughs> enough, uh, the, 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 the cheaper car had Isofix. The Merc doesn't. It does. Mine Which one doesn't. do you drive? A C200. 
I've got a C200 I've got Isofix yeah, It doesn't have Isofix But what it does have We had to buy the base Yeah So the base clips into the little clips In Correct. the back of your car That's Isofix No Yeah yeah. In the back seat. No. It, it, Isofix is actually written on the um, what? You, the new cars don't have Isofix. They do. They do. Really? It's yeah. in, in Europe. <laughs> it's I'll now. I'll show you on your car. I'll show you on your car. Yeah. When you walk so, yeah. so you see, this <laughs> brings <laughs> us back to the yeah. point There's three that three Mercedes okay. drivers. Yeah. Here, right? should know. Okay. Yeah, I should oh, know. Yes. I, but the problem with Mercedes drivers, they're only in the front seat. They're not really looking at the back. <laughs> yeah. Unless you're yeah. the mum. Unless, yeah. unless yeah. you, unless you're the mum. But yeah. to get back to some practicalities. Yeah. What one of the things you realize. When when you buy a, a pram of any any size, is you're not necessarily going to be the one lifting it in and out of your boot. Mm. Right. So, yes. so most people will go out and buy these things, but essentially the mom will end up taking the taking your your son or your daughter to the stores, going to the mall, mm. and and that's when you it's realize the, yeah, that's yeah. when you realize the value of having something that was quick to fold. Quick to load in, quick to take out, ah. because that's when you really see wasting five minutes to try and put something together or something that doesn't really fit in your boot. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, well, here's a sales pitch. You know, you've seen the ad. South Africa is a one one of a kind country. Mm-hmm. So you know, for me personally. I have a car guard that lifts my my big pram in and out of my car. <laughs> okay. And and yeah, you know yeah. to us Extra that five is rand. yeah that you know it's it's not a huge deal. Right. You know so when you look at the international market or you look at Europe or the states or whatever public transport is a huge thing. Yeah. yeah. Depending on which LSM you in in South Africa yeah. it becomes relevant or yeah. it becomes irrelevant okay. as to what size of pram you buy But obviously When you want the bells and whistles And you want the rear facing Forward facing 180 degree flat recline uh, Interchangeable with your car seat That costs You know You want suspension And a lot of money It costs a lot of money A lot of money But but isn't a lot of it It's your child Yeah But isn't a lot of of, of the cost I noticed that A lot of the costs Go into like The research and development So some of the products That do cost a little bit more Have got a lot more Research and development Um, The materials are organic Yes They don't have the wrong Kind of plastics on them For the baby Um, On and on I wanted to ask you A very important question as well That we haven't touched on Especially in those those, I think it's group zero, you call them yes. car seats. Yes. Um, a lot is that, of people. Is that the cheaper El Cheapos? No, no, no. no, 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 no. You go. Not necessarily, um, the, the cheap ones, but the first, for the first couple of months. Zero of to 13 kilos, which is zero roughly a year. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, so, you know, you put your baby in there and they fall asleep and sometimes you just leave them in there for a long trip and then you just leave them in there when you yes. get where you're going. Apparently that's not very safe. Yes, it's not safe. There's just been a recent post. I don't know if you guys on Facebook, if you're into all the mummy stuff or the kiddie now stuff. We into are, the daddy now, stuff. Yeah. yeah, now we are. Uh, you know, there's been a death. Uh, overseas from in in a ch- childcare center where a child was left in the car seat sure. and the child subsequently demised. Was well, that not cut death though? Or n- not necessarily. So the position in which your child is placed in the car seat is right. not conducive to keeping the sort of airway open. So that's why you shouldn't keep your child in a car seat for more than about 45 minutes at a time. And we're talking about the group zero, which is the, the first group car zero, seat. The group zero, the gonna first gonna car yeah, seat. Because obviously they don't have a lot of neck control. Yes. Mm. So, you know, that position sometimes 
can lead to which is the, know, the head facing the forward yeah. and they can actually yeah. scrunch up their neck and yes. the airways are yeah. literally blocked so you have to take them out every 45 minutes yes up until they're about i suppose you said a year at th- at yeah so you know kilos. as they uh, once they're 13 kilos you move the car seat but at about six to eight months the risk becomes lower yeah and you know they don't want to sit in the car seat for no, that long my anyway child doesn't w- like a car seat period yes so, so how do we do this? But it's also the, the is it group zero, the ones where it's still yes, facing yes, yes, yes. the back, the back. Yes, yeah. yes. But yeah. nowadays, even the ones after that are facing the back. In fact, like Tahira was saying, in Europe, up until the child is four years old, the law now is that the car seats have to face Opposite. the rear. Yeah, so it's rear facing, meaning it faces right. the the back seat. So I think the cars. Car manufacturers need to put it like an iPad screen there. Yeah, please, yeah. instead of those, those <laughs> you know, monkey mirrors. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. what I found helps is, is just getting some toys that clip on to that car seat so that yes. she's got something to, to play to with or look at her, to entertain yes. herself yeah. with yeah. while she's in there. And, and a lot yeah. of people say, you know, I remember the first couple of times putting the baby in the car seat and my wife was like, but she's crying. And, and, and I say, you know what, maybe I'm just a father, I'm not yes. the mother. The um, but I'm like, Who's the parent here? Yes. Sometimes a child will cry and won't like certain things. It's your responsibility at the end of the day because you can't after an accident say, "Well, the baby was crying." Oh my we didn't God! Dumbish is a daddy. Oh <laughs> yeah. my gosh! So just say, you know what? She'll cry, but she won't die. Yes. Yeah. yeah you it's know. Better have a crying so, baby than a dead baby. Yeah. Right? You. You know. You need to stop. And take the baby out, soothe her, stop at a garage if you can. Yeah. And, and then, you know, put, put the baby back. So she because, gets used to it. you know, it, it is safer and, you know, it, it's kind of like insurance. Mm. You yeah. only appreciate it when you have it. Yeah. When you have or that when accident. When you have that accident. Out, yeah. Or when they pay out. <laughs> Precisely. Because, you know, yeah, other than that, if you find, you never realize the value. But people who've been in an accident will tell you, you know, uh, thank God. I mean, I've had family. Who've been in an accident where both, you know, the parents were injured, but the children were in their car seats yeah. on, in the middle of the road. Yeah. Mm. I think well, I think you as a parent has to have to obviously look at that and, and make the choice. You know, what, what if something happens, would you forgive yourself for not buying the the, 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 the right, right car, car seat and making the child sit in the car seat? Absolutely. We're going to go to a commercial break quickly, sure. and when we come back, we're going to talk about starting the business. Here we. I have a big company with many sites across Africa, each needing a hefty investment in hardware and software. And it's such a waste. So many resources are unused for most of the month. You need MTN Business Cloud, powered by Microsoft technology. Our scalable solution enables you to manage your infrastructure, which allows you to buy exactly what you need. With a footprint covering over 23 countries, isn't it time you found out about the cloud solution built to build African businesses? Welcome to the new world of business. All right, we're back, uh, and this is still Black Life on Cliff Central. <laughs> That's us, uh, and we're talking all things baby, and we're specifically talking about also car seats and and starting a business as well. Not only a baby-based uh, business, but any business that you are thinking of starting, this is the right place to be if you want to hear more about that. But there was a really interesting question yes. from uh, one of our colleagues about um, car seats just now as well. Yeah. In, in the states, you can't. You can't. Well, in. It, in South Africa and in the States, most most places around the world, is a nurse actually literally w- walks with you to your car, and and you 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 have to obviously have a car seat for you to take the baba home. You oh, can't be carrying when, when you take the baby from home, the hospital, from the hospital home. The first time. Ah. But now the question is, 
Well, that depends if you if you had so your baby. If I don't have a Joga car, I'm going to Comba there. I must put it in a taxi or how? Like, how do we do That's this? That's a good thing? question, man. Well, you see, really yeah, we we are one of a kind country. So you know, you ask yourself. A lot of our debts on the roads come yeah. from public transport. I don't know if you recall there was a big bus accident on Yansmats a few yes, months ago. Yes. And you know, sometimes you sit and you think to yourself, if there's children on that bus, if there's children in the taxi, mm. what happens? I mean, you know, legislations come this far, but what have they done, you know, in terms of the general public, which is the majority of our population? Using public transport every day, so it's a good question to pose. I don't have the answers. I think I think one of the things we, I mean, what happens now is 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 people still hand over your baby and you carry it out, and the mom would get in the back seat and you would drive home, and that's yeah. the reality for most people in South Africa. Right. But mm. I think there is a couple of initiatives that I've heard of where people who have these car seats, once your kids have grown up, what do you do with them? And I think there have been some initiatives. Make more kids, no? <laughs> wow, that's that's another story. But once once you're done with your car seat, you said, yeah. yeah. So so yeah. what do you do with them? And most people have been donating and trying to trying to circulate yeah. uh, those car seats to other people because right. that that would be the right kind of thing to do. But, right thing but to it's do. also yeah. it's also about economics. Not everybody can afford that ca- the, yeah. the car seat. Yeah. But I think yeah. those who have them and they're sitting in the garage or they or they're yeah, there's a lot of yeah. people with car seats in the garage. Absolutely, yeah. I've yeah. seen so many. They should literally yeah. give it to somebody else. Uh, and, and what what the key thing now? What's changed now is that is that everybody when they're having a baby would like to go and buy their own new stuff. Yes, their own baby. So in the old days, we would recycle, give it to a cousin, give it to somebody else yeah. who wants to use it, and they would gladly take it. Yeah. But I think now it's become a different thing. Where where if you're giving somebody something and and they are, uh, I suppose, an upper upper uh, earning bracket, they think, well, why are you giving it to me? What do you think? I can't afford yeah. a car seat. Yeah. It's about, so, so I can't afford it? Exactly. So how that's, dare you? Exactly. How dare you try and give it to me? <laughs> so I think I think in that sort of circumstance, you should really, really give it to somebody. Find, who, you can who, find someone in South Africa. Absolutely. Or look yeah. look up these, yeah. these initiatives that do do, do take it from yeah. you. Yeah. Or they, you can go shop at Dumisha's house. <laughs> yeah, There is a place uh, called Well Wheel at the Brightwater Commons. Yes. We uh, where that. you can, um, you know, take through your car seats. They actually refurbish it. Wow. Um, and make sure that it's compliant. They're yes. very nice and right. they, you know, it's, it's a very good organization. Now, do you buy the car seat? Or, uh, they or? actually donate a lot of car seats. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. To people who can't afford car seats. Right. Uh, so it's a, it's a very good cause and, and I think, you know, if you have extra car seats sitting in your, in your garage, please take it through. Mm. Yeah. Right. I, I think we need to start a campaign on our show to collect car seats. I think so. Let's yeah. do that. I think I'm down. So. I'm down. But, but no, then, but then, yeah? what do we do with like the hospitals in Mayfair, where guys don't actually check once you you leave the hospital whether yeah. Baba is in a car seat? Or, I suppose it's you know. Uh, you know, one of the one of the challenges I think as well it's it's about creating awareness and yeah. just just creating the knowledge. Right. A lot of people don't really know that they should be doing that essentially, or or understand the benefits. So I think there's a. I mean, one of the things you'll learn in this in the baby industry is a lot of the new things you almost have to educate your potential customer. Yeah, right. Because, yeah. Because before you actually sell the product. Correct. So it's the same okay. thing with somebody who who has who comes from a paradigm where where you know car seat is not the biggest thing item on their list. So now you you're putting this thing. So they need to understand, have a little bit of knowledge that this is something that could could potentially save my baby's life. So yeah. I think that you have to then. 
almost educate the public yeah. uh, on on benefits first mm. uh, before everyone else essentially then moves to the second stage to prioritize the, uh, the need. But mm. but yeah. we are facing a situation now where there are many many needs that people have, and, and mm. unfortunately yeah. this is one that that does slip to the bottom. Mm. Well, I think you know safety with car seats is one aspect of the safety when it comes to your baby. There's other you know, risks as well. Right. Uh, with regards to the cots that you use, the linen that you use, the fabrics that you yeah, use. Yeah, I wanted us to get into that sort of uh, thing. What, what do you look out for? You know, um, some, some things actually look nice, but they're not safe. Yes. Or practical. Or practical. Yeah. And that goes across, across the range with, with anything that you're going to buy for your baby. Yes. Something as important as linen, because there's a cot death syndrome, yes. right? Um, what should you look out for there? Well, you see, cot death is not directly related to linen per se. Necessarily. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Uh, but essentially when you're buying fabric, you need to look at breathable fabrics, you know. Uh, so Cotton. when you're buying your mattress as well, you need to see that it's breathable. And, and often we're not told, so we don't know. There's no standard in South Africa. Hmm. Uh, I mean, if you look at Australia, for them, like a simple camp cot, the risk that it's collapsible, uh, it has to comply with certain standards. Mm. So, you know, all these things together are, are things that, you know, South Africa needs to look at very stringently and we need to start investigating, educating, as you say, um, the general public and infiltrating because as, as new parents, we often don't know. And part of the reason I'm here is because you realize there's such a lack of awareness. Yeah. And with the platform possibly that I have as a doctor or medical person, it's also an opportunity for me to educate and to tell people what's out there, what's not. I mean, daily interactions with my patients, you know, you just, you tell them simple things and they're like, oh, I didn't know, you yeah. know. But here's the thing, right? Um, in fact, you mentioned that you're a doctor and I was going to say, yeah. Yeah. you are a medical doctor. Your husband is a pharmacist. What yes. made you guys decide to go into the baby industry? Well, like it was said, um, yeah. you know, I... Um, <laughs> I fell pregnant. Yeah. Or is it an Indian thing? Shame. Possibly. <laughs> it's yeah. a general thing. <laughs> so, so, you know, um, I had a bit of a difficult journey, um, in terms of my pregnancies. I had two miscarriages. I was mm-hmm. subsequently diagnosed with endometriosis. That's and happening English. a lot yes. uh, to young ladies and Endio, young women out there. Endo, 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 English. Uh, basically, um, it, it's, there is an autoimmune basis to it, okay. which means that the body reacts to itself. Right. And uh, there's a formation of scar tissue on the endometrium. Um, which is in the womb, Which right? is in the womb, which okay. is the lining. Mm. So essentially that either causes you to miscarry or to not fall pregnant. Yeah. And the treatment generally is to have a laparoscope and to have the scar tissue removed, yes. which okay. I underwent. Yeah, my wife underwent that yeah. as well. And I subsequently fell pregnant. Beautiful. Um, Actually, two pregnancies, 11 months apart. Okay. Oh, wow. so I've got two lovely Get them girls. Out the way. I think wow. that deserves yes. a round of applause. <laughs> wait, 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 hold up, hold up. I got it right here. Uh, are we still going to continue with the applause? Yes. I got applause. Yes, yes. yes. Ah, where's keep my going, applause? Keep going. Keep going. Where's my applause? Ah, my applause is lost. I lost That's it. Okay. Sorry, I lost okay, my we'll, applause. We'll give you yeah. the. <laughs> okay, we'll give you a horn instead then. Yeah. How about that? <laughs> Thanks, yes. <laughs> Um, and so basically my husband's a pharmacist and he had a pharmacy in a center okay. which wanted him to relocate. So they gave him double the space. 
So he wanted to open a medical practice and he wanted me to run it. I'm pregnant, you know. I'm like, really? And we didn't Sounds find right. anyone. Sounds about right, Katesh. Yeah. Sounds about yeah. right. That was the slave driver mentality. Well, there. Well, yes. there, there is the, the, the theory and then there is the reality, which is really t- they're basically two two miles apart. Right, yeah. right, right. <laughs> and, and so, you know, I was pregnant, Google, looking for all the products and, you know, we couldn't find a doctor to take over the premises. Uh, I do a bit of aesthetics and wellness. Aesthetics as well? Yes. Okay. So um, I contacted one of the companies and I said, don't you guys want to open a branch and I'll spearhead it for you. Um, and they didn't really get back to us. And we started shopping or I started shopping. So I said, why don't we just open a baby store? You know, I said, pharmacy, you've got pregnant mums. Mm. You know, it, it, <laughs> it kind works. of goes together. They're yeah. coming to buy their vitamins and immunizations. And, you know, so you open a baby store and you'll be able to service both needs. Yeah. Um, so he says, uh, you've had some good ideas, but I don't think this is now your brightest. So... We went shopping. And at that time, there was a pram, costed 15,000 rand. And he said, you know what? If you really want it, please buy it. I don't want to hear that I said no. You know? (laughs) And it's the first baby. (laughs) And, you know? Similar kind of uh, experiences yeah. there, guys. Yeah, eh? no, Very similar kind yeah. of experiences. Guys know that there's certain certain battles yeah. you yeah. don't need yeah. to lose. Yeah. Certain ones you need to lose. Yeah. Yeah, no. So anyway, he came home and he says, you know, I was thinking, when I'm at the pharmacy, you know, sometimes there's a levy for the medication that you buy. It's 100 bucks, 150 bucks. This is a guy across. I pay so much for medical aid. I need to now pay a levy. Why? You know? Mm-hmm. He says, you know that I told you to buy a pram for 15,000 Rand, apart from your cot, which is another 11. Hmm. Um, and, you know, I didn't blink. I told you if you really want it, please buy it. Mm. Uh, it's for the baby. And, you know, and he says it's not a grudge purchase. Mm. You're happy to spend that money. Yeah. Hmm. And, 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 you know, it, there was a passion from my side in that, you know, he even told me, he says, haven't you had enough of baby? And I was like, yeah, okay. 11 o'clock at night, I'm on Google looking top products, top baby products 2012. And and he says, you know, I think you're onto something. Maybe mm. let's do this. Mm. And, and that's how we got into baby. And, okay. you know, it wasn't for the want of money. It wasn't for the want of anything. Yeah. Just a passion. No. And, yeah. 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 you know, it... it and I think that's the most important thing. Yeah, right? Start I think with a passion. You go, we should have met you before because mm-hmm. all the questions that you said we we should have asked, yeah. we're only asking now. Yeah, I want to I, I want to just add add to that from a which is one part when you're starting out, you initially think you know your tar- target market. You mm. think you initially know the industry. I mean, when we when we looked at it, you generally say, well, everybody's going to have a baby. Everybody's gonna, so they're going to want this product. But I think when you get into it and you get to understand your real market, the only way you do that is when you're out there trying to sell right. your product to a potential customer. Here's some, some Is that not too late? No, no, it is a bit too late. If okay. you can do the research before, I mean, if I, in retrospect, had gone to a baby show and taken a job in one of the stands and had actually tried to sell a baby product, yeah. I think the insights that I would have got from that or anybody gets from that would be very different. But here, here are some gems that you find out afterwards. Yeah. You realize that, that your market isn't who you thought your market was. Right. You realize that, wait a second, 
when we, one of the things we did, we tried to get into all the stores. What you realize is all stores don't order consistently all the time. Mm-hmm. Therefore, you're going to have months where you're going to have lots of sales, and then you're going to have some dry months when you have no sales. Okay. And even though these stores don't have your product, right. they don't order. That's a South African thing. People order because of their cash flow needs. So as their cash flow reduces, they may need your product. It right. may actually sell, but they won't reorder from you. And therefore, wow. you as a business owner needs to factor that in. But here's something else you need to know is when you know your customer, you will know who you actually sell to. You will realize that most people, who, when they're having their first baby, will be open to new new products, will be prepared to make an emotional buy. Right. But when they're having the second and third child, they know exactly what they need and what they don't need. And you mm. won't sell to that particular... If you're selling a niche product, mm. you won't necessarily sell to that customer again. Yes. <laughs> Secondly, we understand how different cultures buy differently. Yes. So you understand that, mm. that for example, if a, if a woman's going to have her first child and she's working, she generally has a credit card and she makes the decisions. Mm. Walks in, emotionally attached to your product, will we'll pull out the card and buy it. The husband could say, I don't think it's great. I don't know why you need this. But she'll buy the product. <laughs> the second or third time around, when perhaps she's on maternity leave, perhaps she's even left uh, work to raise her kids, the husband plays a greater role now in, in deciding what we should buy and what not. Ah. And then certain cultures will only will come with an extended family. So who you're actually selling to, not to the person having the baby, yeah. but you're selling to the, to the person's the mother. Yeah. Yeah. So yes. they would come and say, no, you don't really need this. 20 years ago, we never used these things. <laughs> we never had car seats 20 years ago. Look at you. You're alive. Correct. Yes. Correct. Look at you. Everything's fine. Oh, no. This thing looks I – mean, we sold baby blankies. And, and a couple of people would say, yeah, but this, this is just a cloth. I could just go and buy some cloth and stitch it together and you've got the product. Precisely, but, yeah. but that's, you got to then, then you start realizing and you hone in your skills. So you know when you're selling the product, who's going to come to you and simply be an information gatherer. Right. Which is going to ask you about everything. And there's something about South Africans which you will only learn in, 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 mm, in, mm, in practice. Mm, mm. Yes. When they come and you've given them this long speech, about how great this product is. The pitch. They don't really want to say, oh, I'm not interested. You know, I can't afford this. They'll say, I'll they're, come back. No, no, no. The next thing they're going to say, can I have a pamphlet? And essentially, <laughs> oh, really? Essentially, there's a culture of pamphlet collectors. Yeah. Which essentially take the pamphlet. Because That's what we did. <laughs> correct. <laughs> so what do you do is, is you as the, as, the, as the business person are sitting there thinking, I've given a product. I could potentially have a sale. So hmm. you feel good. Hmm. The other person is taking the pamphlet thinking, well, I'll think about it. But you almost have made the decision right there you know mm-hmm. who will who will sell who will buy and who will not buy so these things you really learn afterwards and i think i think most people who are starting the business the, the couple of things they need to understand about this industry if you're yeah. importing a product in the last five years that product has doubled in price, price. Yes. so therefore what you started out with when the rand was at eight to the dollar it's now near 14 you can't put your price up to the same extent and expect ah. to sell the same volume. So this ah. is a big – anybody considering this industry and importing a product, right? understand that's the reality. I have actually seen in the last few years some great brands disappear. And they were great products because we bought them. Right. I, I look through the list now and they're nowhere to be seen. Mm. Well, we have to wrap up though. Yeah, so yeah. I've, I've, I've got a quick question. Mm-hmm. I mean, how do you – what happened to the blanket business, for example? Did it close down? No, no. Ours, ours was a different thing. We, we were, we were obviously new in the market. We were, we were marketing. We did very, very well. That in respect of that, there was a takeover overseas, which meant the whole 
our supplier was taken over. And essentially that, that led to a decision and they had distribution almost everywhere. Right. So it came to a decision of saying, do we continue or do we look at something else? And, and that's the point in time you make that kind of decision. You know, do, mm. do we want to continue? And matter of fact, for us, uh, in hindsight, it was, it was perhaps a good thing. Because, okay. because I mean, if I looked at our product then, it was a premium price product. It was, it was, but the quality matched the quality. Right. But if I look at it now, and if we have to reprice it at the current brand value, perhaps uh, when we when idea. we decided to exit was uh, a good time. A good time. Yeah. Okay. Tahira. Yes. In closing, <laughs> you were going to say. In closing. Yes. Yeah. Um, well, do you know? I think. Um, from our perspective with regards to Green Dot Baby, mm. uh, we try to offer a service where there's nice-to-haves and there's must-haves. Yeah. And I think a lot of times it's about making the sale with a particular brand. Mm. For me personally, I think there's a fit for everyone. Um, it's about what you can afford. It's about what's nice-to-have. It's about whether you can afford the luxuries. And uh, I try to do that to be true to myself. When somebody comes to me and yeah. they say, you know, uh, I want this. And I'm like, but why do you want to buy it? You've got to tell me why. Mm. And often the honesty is appreciated more than trying to make the sale. Yeah, that's that's very true actually in business as well. Yeah. To, to have customers come back because I know I can trust you. So next time when I do have like a ton of money and I want to spend with you, I am sure that what I'm getting is actually what I need. Even if it's a luxury purchase. Yes. Am I correct? Yes. In closing, where can we find Green Dot if we want to buy more stuff for the We've ladies? got two stores. One's in the south at Kumaro Crossing. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know where the Glen is. We're yep. up the road from the Glen at Kumaro Crossing, Value Mart. Uh, it's on Kumaro Street in Oak Dean. And we're just about to launch our new store on the corner of William Nickel and Republic. Um, opposite the pick and pay. Opposite the pick and pay. Diagonally opposite, next to Chaplin's Grill. I think people know Chaplin's Grill or the signs. Or, or that car, that Monte car, Carlo Monte Auto. Carlo car We're auto. in the center there. You, you live right next. Well, it's right next door to where you stay. Absolutely, absolutely. So right next you'll door. be you'll be there. But your 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 kids are like almost teenagers uh, now. Mine are grown, but I will I will visit. She's next to the Amici. Yes. Pizza. Yes. I'm sure you go there a lot I on, do on go the weekend. The eh? <laughs> yeah. So we've just taken over. Um, what used to be the Peg Perego showroom, uh, but now we'll be incorporating a number of international brands. Um, so please visit us. It's uh, at Nickelway Center, okay. um, corner of William Nickel and Republic, and it's 61 Woodland Street. Cool. Well, I'll be sure to come through. I know that Definitely. my wife probably wants more stuff. Sure. No doubt. And um, I also now. want more stuff for the baby. Yes. It's, it's actually a lot of fun buying stuff for the baby because it's a purchase as a father that I've realized. You, you don't feel any guilt about it. Even if, like, I remember before the baby was born, I went to the store in Santon and I bought her first outfit for like a thousand <laughs> something. And everyone was like, but she's only going to wear it once. And she only did wear it once. Yes, yes. But <laughs> it, it felt far less guilty than spending that kind of money out to dinner or anything else. Yeah. Huh? Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's Absolutely. a lovely purchase. There, yeah. there is, I mean, there is some joy in, in being able to buy. Uh, products that that are useful and nice. So so there is that, that's where the emotional good feeling comes from. Yeah. Yeah. Well, don't worry. Apart from baby, my kids are growing. They two and a half and three and a half. So mm-hmm. Green Dot Kids is probably on its way as well. Oh, <laughs> all right. Hunt it. That's right. Okay. Hunt well, it, doctor. we got to get out of here. Make sure that you catch us again next week Thursday from yeah. eleven to twelve. And if you can't, make sure that you get the podcast. It's on cliffcentral.com and get the app. Get the app right away because then it makes it all easier. Monobies? From us? Yeah? 
It's a good Thursday. Thank you for coming on the show, guys. Thank you for having us. Yeah. Thank Cheers. you. Thank you very much. This is Cliffcentral.com.